Good morning, everybody. Today, Mr. Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Tzadik Aleph, which is the last Daf in Maseches Nedarim. Uh, let's look at Ilan Nishmas of Chaim Seven of Aaron Alevi and Libadol Chaim Tovim Baruchim. What is the name of the Chassan, Andrew? Zachariah Shir. Zachariah is the Chassan. That is Stuy Shabbos's nephew. The Kala is Toba Dixteen. That's my niece. They're getting married. We're going to be related, Andrew. Okay, so very excited. And I'll give them a bracha that their marriage should be amazing and nothing like the marriage in the last Mishnah in Masechus Nadarim, which is obviously a little troubled. Okay? How so? The wife here is making some... And Tova would never do this. Tova is an absolute great girl. A really, really amazing girl. They should live many, many years in good health, built the bias name of Israel. So... What are these women trying to do? They're trying to get out of their marriage in the last mission in the Dharm. So we'll be, we'll be on the mission on Tzadik Amad Beis, and then we're going to skip. I'll show you. I'll, I'll walk you through it. Without further ado, the women here are trying to get out of their marriage. Now, they don't have a lot of recourse, Barry. They can't just throw a get to their husband. That's not how it works. You have to receive a get. So they have to force the issue. So what do they used to do? One of three methods. Shalosh nashim yosos v'noslos ksuva. And by the way, when you get a, a get, you want your ksuba, right? You want, to, you want the payout. If you're the woman, you want to get out, out of the get and get the payout. So how would they do it? As follows. Halmeris tmeani. Right? So tmeani means the woman says to her husband, Rahman al that she cheated on him. She's tame now. Okay, we'll see in the Gemara what the case is when she cheated on him. But the point is, right, the halacha is, that means that she's tame and she can't be with him anymore. So what, what is he going to do? He has, to, he has to divorce her. Now, of course, if she did a baratzon, I'll give it away. If she did a baratzon, then he, she doesn't get a ksuba. So it has to be that it had to be, that it had to be an anusa, okay? But we'll talk about the case of the anusa. Shamayim be'ni cha, right? Because again, these are cases where she gets, uh, she, she gets divorced, but she gets the ksuba also. Shamayim be'ni cha, this... This statement was kind of made famous by Sari Menu, uh, as the Ram points out, um, where she, where she basically she said a version of this to to Avram Abinu, right? Because she said Hashem Ishpot Hashem Vencha. That's when they were uh, having trouble conceiving. Andrew, Shamayim Benila Vencha is she's telling her husband that he that sort of like Hashem is my witness, right? That you are incapable of conceiving a child. Okay, why would that precipitate? Why would that precipitate leaving? Because it means that she says you're you're okay. Because we learned already in Ksubis that a woman is allowed to entitled to say in the event when her husband and this does tie a lot of this does tie back to uh, the concept of Ksubis because obviously this mission is discussing cases where you get Ksuba. Do you remember Barry? We said the woman's entitled to want children. And that's a little bit of a lumdus here because a woman doesn't have the chiv and puravu the way a man does, but she's entitled to want children, to bury her, to take care of her. Remember we said that towards the end of Ksubis. So she's entitled to, to want children in order to have children. So she's telling her husband that um, I need out of this marriage because I would like to have children. So we'll talk about you know, uh, the ability to do that. But be that as it may, she would get a Ksuba. Or unetula ni anim inayehudim. This is what the Mishnah is doing over here in the Dharm. Natulam in Yehudim, we just said last week that case. Natulam in Yehudim is basically she makes a neder 
that she can't be, right, she can't cohabit with any Jews. Well, her husband's Jewish, and we already talked about how the husband gets, uh, gets out of that, and we will uh, mention that in the Mishnah soon. But again, obviously, once she does that, the husband has to, can no longer be with her. Now, the question is, why would she get a ksuba in that case? So we're going to see. Anyway, that's the way they used to do it. However, Chazru Lomar says the Mishnah. The, they, the Chazal said, we can't allow the woman to get a ksuba in this case. We can't allow a woman to make these statements unchecked and then just say, fine, get divorced and get a ksuba. We are going to every, take every one of these statements and we're going to make the woman prove those statements. And then in order to do that, we're, and the mission is going to show you exactly, statement by statement, how they're going to do that as follows. So the first one. And first of all, what is the rationale? The Ran uh, points out that in all three of these cases, again, what are the three cases? The first one, she's saying that she became Tame somehow. She was in Anusa. The second one is where she said that the husband is impotent. And the third one is where she makes the neder. So the Chazas don't want women to be able to do that easily because she's no senes, right? Because of the fact, it, let's say a woman wants to marry someone else. So if she does that, she is intentionally being mekalkel salbala. It'd be one thing if she's suffering, Andrew. But here she's not suffering. You know, the husband is treating her right. She just wants to move on. So she's doing a shtick in order to get out of it. They don't want to do that. And the Ron says this applies even when she's swearing off Jewish men because he says, oh, wait, how does it help her? If the reason is because she wants to marry somebody else, so how is she another Jewish guy, let's assume. So how is it going to help her to marry another Jewish guy? She's swearing off all Jewish men. So he says a chiddush that, yeah, she's going to swear off all Jewish men and then she's going to move to another part of the world where nobody's aware of her nether. She doesn't care about this nether. And then there, they don't know about her nether and she'll marry a Jewish man over there. Unbelievable. So, right, it's not, it's not great. It's not, a, it's not a peaceful situation. Be that as it may, they made the takana. What was the takana as follows? The Mishnah continues to say, So the case where she says that she was nanas, she has to bring a proof. Wow. This, by the way, Barry, is truly an amazing chiddush. Why? Because you know, she's believed, right? A woman is believed to say that she was nanas. That she was nanas. That, that, those are psukim in the Torah, Andrew. And so, Midaraisa, she should be us with her husband. But Chazal have the, so much power in Kiddushin, the Mepharshim give multiple answers to how Chazal had the power to do this. But we already know, Barry, all, from a long time, that, right, that your Mekadish, right, Kedas Moshe Israel. Chazal have tremendous power in Kiddushin. We saw this all over Ksubas. And so, they are saying that no. And this is Bekumbas say, right? That, in other words, that even though Technically, she might be also. We say, no, you can continue and be married until she brings a riot to the fact that she was an Nitnes. Truly, truly a, a major chiddush that the Chazal had the power to do that. And then she says, She tells her husband that he is incapable of having the, the kids. All right, a lot of, a lot of different... This is um, pshat, pshat over here as to why Yasu derech bakasha means. I mean... It certainly, according to all the every right explanation, it basically means that they they have to ignore her. In other words, she's saying that's him. It's not always clear, right? It's often not clear who is the one. If they're not having children, 
How does she know that it's him? That it's him that's the one that's impotent? So, uh, the Ron here says that they, they daven, basically, they daven for, I think it's Rebbeinu Chanal says, you daven for them. What's it? Yasu Derech Bakasha. It basically means, uh, we ignore what she's saying. But as far as, you know, what the Derech Bakasha technically means is that we maybe daven for them, we hope that it works out, but we're not going to listen to her claim that he's the one that's impotent and therefore should get out of the marriage. We're not going to take it for granted. Uh, Bismanaze Andrew, presumably, I mean, really, if this was a real claim, we would just check to see if it's really true, right? What is biologically, medically the case over here with this couple? And finally, this is what we already quoted earlier. This, we quoted this Mishnah. What's the recourse for when the, she swears off all Jewish men? Right, that's what we said, that the husband uh, with Hilchas Nadarim, and that's why the mission is here, he can be made for his chilek, because why, Barry? It's, the, it's a chedesh that you could split this nether, but in fact, he could split the nether and be made for the part that's what? Beino leveina, right? It's clearly beino leveina, that, he, that they can't cohabit, and therefore that part he's made for. And then they could just continue to live with husband and wife, and therefore that was the Takanas Chazal, that he could do that. And then, of course, she's going to be uh, swear off all of the men. And when we discussed it uh, last time in the Gemara, we discussed in the context of what would happen. Is this something which is, uh, right, uh, what would happen in the event of divorce, etc.? But that's not for now. And now we skip five lines up from the bottom of Tzadik Gomen Beis. We're still at Tzadik Gomen Beis. Don't turn the page, Andrew. And don't give me that dirty look. We have a half an hour and we're going to do this, okay? So relax. Here we go. Five lines up on the bottom of Tzadik Amun Beis. They're going to Amar of Papa. You see that? Uh, you want to know what you missed? You missed uh, uh, it was yesterday, right? Because this is not yet today's daf. The Eshet Kohen, that Nitma, can she eat Truma? Right? In other words, the Gemara starts by talking about clearly, and we're going to see this in our Gemara, Clearly, the woman in the case, so there's three women, right? The one that was nit, three, uh, one was the woman that was nitma, right? One was when uh, she claims impotence, and the one was when she swears off men. So, when, so we're in the first case of nitma. The question is, our Mishnah says she gets her ksuba, right? At least she used to get her ksuba, now at least we have to, right, uh, right we have to um, check. She has to bring a raya ledivreya. But still, she would get her ksuba, right? That's assumed that she would still get her ksuba. So we have to have a case where she's nitma, but still getting her ksuba. And we want to know. She's getting her ksuba, but does she continue to eat truma? That was the first. Now, Amar Papa, he wants to know a different thing. Badiklan Rava. See, Rava was the Rebbe, right? He was the Rosh Yeshiva. Rapapa was one of the Talmidim in the Yeshiva. So this is the Bechina. Rava asks the Talmidim, Eishas Kohen Shenansa. So obviously, we have a case of an Eishas Kohen Shenansa. Yesh Laksuba, Ein Laksuba. Does she get a ksuba? So, wait a minute. Barry, our Mishnah says that she does. So, doesn't it seem, wouldn't you say from our Mishnah that Ignatius calling the Nitma does get her ksuba? So, first, he, first Rava laid out the svara. Why should she? Why shouldn't she? Well, came on the onus lagabe coin, karats and lagabe Israel. I mean, we know that the Allah is like this. That in Israel, it goes like this. If she's, if she, if a woman, God forbid, um, cheats on her husband on purpose, she's going to be tummy to Israel and going to be tummy to her husband, even if he's a, if he's Israel or if he's a Kohen. 
if she's Nansa Rahmana Litzla, not on purpose, so then if she's married to Israel, she's not going to be usher to him. But if she's married to a coin, that even though it was an Anus, she's going to be usher to her husband. That's the Chiddush. That a Kohen who is married to a woman who is Nanas, she's also to him. Oh. So the question is, well, if she's Nansa and she's married to a Kohen, and since Onus, Lagabe Kohen, is Kerotzen Lagabe Yisrael, dummy, in the sense that she's also to her Kohen husband, Ein Laksuba, right? In other words, her, right, she was Nanas, and now she's also to her husband. So why should her, hus- why should her Kohen husband have to pay her Ksuba? After all, if she did it Baratzon and her husband was the Israel, the Israel certainly doesn't have to give her her ksuba. Now, of course, obviously, Barry, this, this is not a great analogy, right? Because the reason why the Israel doesn't have to give her her ksuba is because she did it Baratzon, right? So that's the flip side, right? O Dilma, Matzi Amrle, Ana Hachazina. Or she could turn around, Matzi Amrle, she could turn around and say to her husband, Well, I didn't do anything wrong, meaning I am inherently fit as your wife. Elamai, as we arrive at the But because you, the man, are a Kohen, it is only because of that context that I am usher to you, and therefore, really, I'm inherently deserving of a and it just happens to be your luck, your, that, that your field got washed up. In other words, this is like a, uh, matter of circumstance. We learned the concept of Nistav Chasadeo also. Nistav Chasadeo means tough luck, meaning that, be, that really the woman was Nenas. She didn't do anything on purpose. And it's terrible enough that she was Nenas. Now him, the fact that he's a Kohen, this is his problem. And therefore he should certainly have to pay the Ksuba. So that was the question that Rava posed to the Shear. So Rapapa answered, so all the Talmidim answered, Rava, again, the question Rava asked was, a woman, a Asia's coin that's Nanas, does she get a ksuba? So they said, Masnisani, what do you mean? That's our Mishnah. What does the Mishnah say? That's, a, that's not the exact wording of a Mishnah, but that's certainly what our Mishnah says. Right? Our Mishnah is saying that when a woman says that she's Tameh, all these three women that are brought, all those cases, the woman does get a ksuba. So, Bamayaskinon. And what case are we talking about? We didn't mention in our Mishnah yet, although, of course, the Ron gave it away. The Ron's been doing spoiler alerts, literally, well, not doing spoiler alerts. He's been telling the whole Gemara over at every Mishnah, but I didn't read the Ron on purpose, and now we're reading it in the Gemara. That when a wo- our Mishnah just said a woman says she's Tmeani, she gets her Ksuba. Well, now we're going to analyze that. But Maya Skinner, what will be the case? Elam Beishas Israel. Well, our Mishnah cannot be referring to an Israel. Why? Because Iber Ratzon, if she was Tamei Chas Vashon Ratzon, Klum Yesh right? Of course she's not going to get a Ksuba. She was Metame with someone on, on purpose. Be Onus, if Chas Vashon, she was Nanas, so Mi Ka Mitasra Gavra? Wait a minute. An Ashish, uh, if, if a woman, right, an Ashish Yisrael, right, is Nanas, Rachman Litzlan, she's not also to her husband, and therefore she would have no reason, right, this would not be a grounds for divorce because she could still continue to be married to him. So that can't be what the case of the Mishnah is because after all, in our Mishnah, she's using it as grounds for divorce. So what's the case? Fail of Aisha's coin. Our Mishnah has to be dealing with an Aisha's coin. Why, Barry? Because our Mishnah is dealing with a case where she uses it as grounds for divorce, so it must be that she's also to him, and yet she collects her ksuba. Ah, so that's the perfect case, the Aisha's coin, right? 
Of course, if the Ashes Kohen Baratzon, if she did the Baratzon, Klum Yesh Laksuba, then obviously, right, whether she's an Ashes Kohen or Ashes Israel, she's not going to Ksuba if she did Baratzon, right? Because Migarim Ashes Israel Baratzon, obviously she's not worse than an Ashes Israel. If an Ashes Israel um, loses her Ksuba Baratzon, certainly the Ashes Kohen would. El Alav Be'ones, the case in our Mishnah must be, she's an Ashes Kohen who is Nenas and this, and the Chiddush is that she is ushered to him, but yet, of course, our Mishnah says, Vikitani, yesh ksuba, that she does, in fact, get a ksuba. Therefore, we see that it is, that is the case. Rava asks, does a Kohen's wife who gets Nenas get a ksuba? And our Mishnah clearly says that she does. And so that was the answer. Great. Now, eight lines down. Let's see. This idea, what if a woman makes a different claim? What if she says, Ibailu, Amr Lebala, Geirash, they have an argument about whether she was divorced. How do you have an argument over that? Well, nobody saw it. He threw her a get, or he didn't. She claims that he did. He claims that he didn't. So do, do we believe her claim? So, mahu, wobidiyallacha. So, amar rab hamnuna tashma. Well, that too should be resolved from our Mishnah. How so? Because we said in our Mishnah, the woman says, I'm tame. I cheated on you. Because even according, again, there was a Mishnah Rishonah and Mishnah Chonah. The Mishnah Rishonah is what the women used to say. And we used to believe them and give them a ksuba. And then the Mishnah Chonah is what we made them prove. Well, we made them prove in our Mishnah that she was Nenas. Okay? So, right? so we don't believe them because we make them prove it. But still, there, right, we, we, we're assuming that she would lie. The yada, the vala lo yadaba. Oh, so maybe we'd say like this. She's lying, right, about nitma because she actually knows, right? She knows that her husband doesn't know whether she's telling the truth. And that's why in our Mishnah, right, they made a takana that, that we need to make her for, we need to, need to force her to prove it, okay? That's what we said in our Mishnah. So our Mishnah is different, right? Because our Mishnah, when she says, Right, that she's so she, she's gonna when she says that she cheated, we have no way of knowing whether she cheated, and therefore we're making her prove it. Good, but when she says that she was divorced, the yadaba, well, the husband was there, right? By definition, the husband knows the answer, right? When she says that she was cheating on him, the husband has no clue whether it's true or not. But when, she sa- but when she says that the husband divorced her, the husband certainly does know the truth. So in that case, Mehemna, she should be believed. Why? The Chazaka ain't... What? Do you need Adam? Forget, we didn't learn Gittin yet. So Barry wants to know in advance. Well, we know that there's Adam Misira, and we know that there's Adam Chasima on a get. So if you hold... That so and which are which which is it? Aiden Basira Karsi or Aiden Chasima Karsi? Right? We're gonna hit that real fast when we get to Gittin, right? But if you say that without Aiden Basira, you don't have a get. Now who's the Masira too? It doesn't really matter, right? Even if it's to Shlichim, do you need Aidas that it already went to her? Basira Where are the Aiden? What? The Basira is the delivery. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the question is if you held, so, so does it really matter whether you hold, does, does that matter in this case? Like, how do you corroborate a Gerishin? How can you, Barry wants to know, how do you even ever have a dispute about whether Gerishin happened or not, 
right? Don't you need to have the actual handing over of the get? And don't you need Adim at the handing over of the get? And so where are the Adim? So the simplest answer I'll give you is we can't find the Adim. I don't think we would say if we, ha- if we have a get, and here the get is lost, right? And that happens all the time, and we're going to learn all these cases. But what happens when the get is lost? Are you going to say that all of a sudden the, the divorce is nullified just because we can't find the, the get is lost, the Adim on our vacation, the Adim are dead. The get is lost, right? The divorce hap- may have happened 10 years ago, and this couple turns up, and we don't know what's going on. So, right, even if you haven't learned all of Masechah's Gittin, you can take all of Masechah's Gittin and throw it in the, in the ocean because when these two show up out of nowhere, 10 years after the fact, we can't find the aid and we can't find the get, but we still can't say that, that the divorce is null and void, even if the divorce happened, right? Because we need to know what actually happened. So we're going to have to, it's true, we're going to have a lot of work to do, right? As the rabbis, we're going to have to figure out what happened here. But we can't just assume that the divorce is null and void just because we can't find the get or the adim. So whatever you'd say about the get, presumably you would also say about the adim if the adim was so critical, right? So again, the adim are critical, but it's not like the divorce gets nullified when the adim die, so to speak, right? So, so we, yes, we're going to have to unearth the truth. But this is, mission is assuming in the abstract, what if we don't have the ability to unearth the truth? Does she have the believability? So right now we're saying... Unbelievable. The first suggestion is that we believe her even in the absence of Adam, as Barry says, and in the absence of the get, as the Ran says. We believe her because she would never lie, make a bold-faced lie with chutzpah, with her husband right there, knowing full well that the husband was there and knew the truth. Right? So because of that, when she claims it, we believe her. Or, Amalei Rava, huh. so Rava was in Shir and he says, I could give you a contradiction, the opposite. What's the opposite? Other Rava. The opposite. I feel the mission of the Ketani Mehemna. Let's say I feel the mission of when we believe her to say that she's nitmate, right? That's what we used to do. Yeah, we believe her because what is she saying? She's saying that she cheated. What kind of person admits that they cheated? Right? That should be the reason why she has Nehemanus, right? She's, now she's, it's going to be the hak forever, right? She's going to be, have to live with that shame forever. Yeah, but, you know, in the case of divorce, she might lie. Why? Because even though her husband's standing right there, right, and even though he knows the truth, she's so furious that she's had it with this, with this nudnik, and she doesn't care that he knows the truth. She's going to lie anyway because she just wants to be rid of him. Me'iza, who me'iza, Andrew. She's doubled down on the Aziz Punim. Uh, on the contrary, she's relishing the Aziz Punim. She wants to stick it in his face, right? Fine. So then, Masav Ramisharashia, they challenge her like this. So wait a minute. Okay, so you're going to say that she, she's believed, right? Even though she's embarrassed? What about this? We said in our very mission, Hashemayim benidu benchad, the mission of Rishonah to the Ravah. After all, in our mission of Rishona, the woman is willing to say that her husband is impotent, right? And we believe her. And wait a minute. Why? So we see that even though she's not embarrassed, we believe her. In other words, why is she not embarrassed? Because it's not, 
embarrassing to say that if it were to say that she's impotent, that'd be one thing, sterile. But she's saying that he's impotent. So why is that embarrassing to her? And so we see even with the lack, right, <laughs> of embarrassment, she still believed. In other words, it's not the embarrassment that's going to make her believe, right? That's what Rubba said. Rubba said that being embarrassed is why we believe her, um, right? In the case of Nitma, why would a woman want to say that she cheated? So similarly, and so therefore, that's why we believe her. But we see that we believe her even when she's not embarrassed. So Rubba said no. Kasava Rubba Hasam came to Losagi to Amar Ein Right. In other words, she says explicitly, "Lo sagi means the only time that we allow her to say that she's sterile, that that he's impotent, is if we do an actual questionnaire. Like, how do you know that he's impotent? Like, you would have to know something in order to know that she's impotent. So she says, "Lo something about you know the way, right? The way he functions is the way that she knows that he is the cause of the fact that they're not having children. Well, now she has to walk the rabbi through it, right, and explain what it is that makes her know that. Well, that's embarrassing in itself, right? So, in other words, she can't just say, oh, I know. She has to explain how she knows. Well, because after all, right, it's an embarrassing topic, right? She would not Right, if it was not, it would not, she would not say it unless it were really true. She would never say it to her husband unless it were true, right? If it was not what she said, then we wouldn't believe her, in other words, right? We only believe her, in other words, we believe her, and it, you can't say that it's not an embarrassing topic, Barry. It is. You're in the rabbi's office now having to explain the mechanics of why you know that the husband is the one at fault because of he's not Yorick Echetz. Okay, so now that's. That if that's just as embarrassing, right? Uh, uh, apparently, according to the Gemara, as saying that you cheated, it's just super uncomfortable, and therefore, um, it for, it is for that reason that you're believed in that case also. And so, Rava's svara holds up that in fact our Mishnah is not is not necessarily a contradiction one way or the other. Our Mishnah can also be because of the fact that she is embarrassed, and that's why we believe her. Okay. But again, that could be, the opposite could also be true. Why? Because right, that we could say in the Mishnah Chrona, she says, right, at the end of the day, we're going to make her prove it. So to have it to, to the Rav Nuna. So that should be your refutation of Rav Nuna's Kasha. Why? Because in that case, she knows whether he's actually Yorik Echetz, right? And if she's lying, he n- must know, right? Because presumably he would know whether he's Yorikachetz or not. And yet, the, in the Mishnah Chrona, we say that we don't believe her. We make him prove it. In other words, the husband and the wife are together and they both know what's really going on and yet she's not believed. Well, that seems to imply that when the woman is making a claim right in front of her husband, it's, it, she's not believed even when it's known to him, right? As in the case of of Gerishin. So, however, that's not always true. Why? Because of Nuna, Rav Nuna is going to know, Hachanami, he gufa Amra. That here too, in our case, the woman says, Nahid Bavia Yada. I know that my husband would know about whether he's able to, like, perform or not, so to speak, whether he can have, like, actual, whether he can actually, right, uh, 
do the bia, but that much he knows. But biyorka hates me yada. But biyorka hates the dude doesn't usually know, right? The woman knows more apparently. Uh, she would have um, some sort of perspective where she would understand more about whether he's yorka hates or not, and therefore mishum hachi mishakor. In other words, the 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 basic um, tarot here is that we assumed that the man and the woman would both be aware of whether he's Yorikechetz, right? Just like the man and the woman are certainly both aware of whether the man was Megarisher, because that's something that they both were present at the Gershon. Well, it's true that they were also both pre- present at the conjugal act, but it is not true that they would be just as aware of whether the husband is Yorikechetz in that context as they are of Gittin, and therefore that would be the answer, right? Rabbi Nuna, does not assume that the two cases are parallel because the case where they're together is not necessarily mean that they both are equally aware of the Yorka Chetz. The woman is aware of it. The husband is out of it. He does not know. That's something that only the woman would know and therefore it, it's not an Azus right in front of his face for her to make the claim that he's not Yorka Chetz and therefore our Mishnah is not going to give you a Raya one way or the other because of the fact that, right, it's very possible that only she knows and therefore she's willing to say it because she knows that he's clueless about that issue. Fine. So now we're going to have, I think, four cases. Story time. Okay? Story time about, uh, about cases where we ruled whether we believe the woman or not. And that's how we're going to finish off. So three lines up from the bottom, two dots on Tzadik Aleph Amdalf. Here's the story. We called this one the Shrewd Rebitson. Okay, Andrew? I went through the trouble of labeling these stories for you. What happened? Right? So she's acting like a rabbitson. Every day after Tashmish, she would set up the washing cup with the bowl, you know, the, um, and she's washing her husband's hands because we know, right? That's why we wash our hands um, in the morning because we don't know where our hands have been. But here in this particular case, certainly uh, the day after Tashmish, she's washing his hands. She's doing all these religious rituals. But she would only wash his hands the day after they had been together. So one day she's washing his hands. So Amrlai said to her, What do you mean? We didn't do anything last night. So Amrlai, so she said to him, Well, if it wasn't you, it had to have been someone else. It had to be one of the, one of the Gaiyasha neighbors as we turned to Tzadik Alavim Bez. Yeah, the perfume merchants, okay. Because they were hanging around. So it must have been one of them. So, So, Huh. If it wasn't you, then maybe it was one of them. So Amar of Nachman, Rav Nachman Paskind, Don't let the Rebetzin, you know, the fact that she's sleeping in a robe in a tichel and she's washing your hands every day fool you. She has her eyes on someone else and There's no substance to her words. She is trying to get out of the marriage, right? In fact, it's possible, Andrew, that she's been washing your hands all these last, right, like uh, two years or however long it is because she, wants, she was setting you up to tell you, uh, to tell you this in order to get out of the marriage. And so, in other words, you have to pass in as to when the woman makes the claim. Are we going to believe her or not, Barry? So if we assume that she's lying, that's really the theme of our Mishnah, if we assume that she's lying, we're in the Mishnah Achrona, we got wise to it. We can't. We we decided we can't just take every claim and believe it, and and give her, and let her go with aksuba. No, we are going to have all these cases where we're not sure. If we're not sure, we're going to keep her in the marriage until we verify. So that's case number one. 
Story number two. We'll call this one the oil merchant. There's a woman who, a bedicha is a joke. Means she was not in good spirits with her husband. He, she was in bitter. So he notices she's in a rot mood. He says, what's, what's wrong today? I, I never had as much pain as I did during cohabitation last night. So Amalai said to her, He says, what cohabitation? There was none. So Amalai, Well, if that's the case, then it must have been the oil merchant. Uh, so if it wasn't you, it must have been one of them. So I'm a little Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman says she's she's lying. Don't assume that she is telling you the truth. She's probably looking at someone else, and we have to verify if it's true. We can't just let her go with the ksuba off of that story. Okay, story number three. We call this one the silhouette. <laughs> Guys coming home from work. Uh, and there was a certain man that was secluded. Uh, there's a guy in the house with his wife. Okay. So when the guy's coming home from work, the guy who was with his wife in the house, as the guy's coming home from work, jumps out through the drywall and leaves a silhouette of his, of his outline of his body in the drywall. The husband walks in and he just sees a hole in the outline of the guy's um, outline, and he's like, what in the world just happened? So do you assume that there was cohabitation or not? So Amarava, Isa Sasharia, you assume there was not cohabitation. Why? Because Yeah, if in fact there had been cohabitation, then he would have actually hidden. Do you understand why, Andrew? Because if there was cohabitation, he may end up being a father, and then the worst thing that could happen is, is to be identified. But if there was no cohabitation, they're just worried about getting beat up. And therefore, the main, the main thing is to run away, even if it means running through the wall. The fourth, the moral dilemma. What's going on? Who know if the al gabi insa? Okay. So you have an adulterer, and he's in the house. He's about to do his adultery thing. Asa gavra. And the husband's coming home. Okay, so, so again, the man's hiding behind the curtain. The husband came home. Salik noif esa bechilei bava, right? And, he's, and, he, and he goes behind the curtain to try to hide. Now, in this case, he's hiding, so you think maybe he did cohabit with her. But something happened. There was something laying in the room like uh, um, that a poisonous take, uh, snake tasted. So let's say there's a muffin there. Poisonous snake tasted it. Now if the husband eats the, the cake, the, he's going to die because the snake just poisoned it. So now the moral dilemma for the adulterer behind the curtain ensues, right? Because the husband's there, he's about to eat the cupcake. The husband, the adulterer is trying to hide behind the curtain. The wife doesn't see what's going on. Now the, now the guy behind the curtain is an adulterer and he's wondering, do I warn this guy and save his life or do I let him die? So, the woman doesn't know what's going on. The husband comes and he's about to eat the muffin. And the adulterer says, I think he made the right choice, Andrew. He saves his life. He says, no, 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 don't eat it. So the husband's like, where did you come from? What are you doing here behind the curtain? Amarava Sharia. No, the wife is still allowed. We don't assume there's cohabitation. Why? Because the same principle we said before, Andrew, that if, in fact, they had cohabited and he's afraid that he's going to be the father, 
So then he would be much rather that the husband die, because then he doesn't have to worry about this problem. This is the Pasuk in Yechaskel, where we heard where we say that real adulterers prefer the death of the husband. Those who committed adultery, there's blood on their hands, meaning they're more comfortable with blood on their hands because it's less complicated, right? Uh, when the husband dies, okay? Now the Gemara says, Pshita, why does Rabbi have to, need to quote a Pasuk? Isn't it like obvious, uh, isn't it obvious logic that anybody who commits adultery with a, with a married woman wants the husband to die? Because that just makes the thing a lot less complicated. So the Gemara, well, well, you might have thought that, no. Why does a guy do adultery? Because he's like a sick degenerate and he kind of likes sinning. He likes the, right, maim genuvim. He likes the uh, veira. But it's not as quite as exciting, uh, Andrew, if the husband is dead. Because then it's just a regular girlfriend, right? It's much more exciting if you're doing adultery and the husband is alive. It's a heavy it to say. Yeah, because then she's married. And on that you say, The famous Pasuk, right, where we say that the stolen water is much more right, pleasant than sweet. And therefore, from, right, from Mishle, Kamash Malan, we therefore learn that no, that even though you normally say, stolen water is sweeter, that does not pl- apply to adultery. That's the one illicit thing where actually the dude prefers not to get caught, and it is the exception to Mayim Genuvi Mimtaku. May we never know of any of these cases, and uh, may all of the um, well, all of the houses of Israel be biased them and be Israel. And with this, we say Hadron Allah, Elu Nadar, Beelu Nadarim, Beslikle, Mastechas Nadarim, Bezat Hashem. Thank you for all of everything, and we will resume Bezat Hashem tomorrow with the beginning of Mastechas Nazir.